Thanks, everyone. Um, good morning, Church. Um, yeah, it's great to be here. And I've got to say, this is um, my first um, teaching, if you like, in, in 10 years. I've been coming to this church for 10 years, and I feel really blessed that Paul has asked me to come up here and preach the Word of God. And, and, and God's laid something on my heart, you know, and I, I'm going to share it this morning with you and he laid the word on my heart and that, and that word was mercy he laid it clearly on my heart a couple of weeks ago because i already had a, a couple of sermons wrote believe it or not I, I, I wrote one on sanctification i wrote one on salvation and i wrote one on mercy he said no jimmy you need to deliver the one on mercy so that's what i'm going to do today so we're going to be going to different scriptures and it's going to be a little bit of a twist in my sermon this morning because I'm going to put a few examples of mercy in it from my life and other people's lives, you know. And it's a great day because um, I got born again with, with my wife and baptised ten years ago yesterday. Amen. And it was the greatest day of my life. Greatest day of my life. You know, my salvation is... Um, Secured. You know, I, I'm not scared of dying no more on this earth. I used to be terrified of dying because I know when I close my eyes and I take my last breath, I know where I'll be gone. You know, that's such a comfort for me. So there's a question what is the meaning of mercy in the Bible? Did Jesus show mercy? Of course he did. The fifth beatitude in the Sermon on the Mount declares that the merciful would receive mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And most of us know what that's in, Matthew 5, 7. Okay, but this does not mean that we'll receive mercy, if only we are merciful. It does mean that if your life is characterised by showing mercy to others, and you're the Christian, and that is why you're blessed. Mercy is the fruit of the Spirit, in Galatians 5, 22-23. And it is Christians who are truly blessed. So I'm just going to read what it says in uh, Galatians, just briefly, 22-23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. You know, and, and that is hard to, to apply. To, to my life at times, you know, especially when I'm not trusting God, do you know what I mean, and um, not believing what God's doing for me, because I have to believe scripture, you know, that, that the Lord is a light to my eyes and a lamp to my feet and my steps are ordered by the Lord, and I didn't know the words, you know, when I, I come to church and I was trying to learn the Bible and I was reading it every day, and, and someone said to me, Jimmy, the word's got to be in you. You, know, you have to have the words in you. You know, you have to have that power of, of the Holy Spirit inside me. So I'm just going to move it on quickly. Um, the definition, definition Greek word that is translated as mercy in Matthew 5:7 is eleo, e l e o o. This verb occurs 28 times in the New Testament and means to show kindness or concern for someone. In serious need, but the meaning is stronger than the words revealed. You know, so 
it's an action, there's loads, I'm going to go to the Good Samaritan shortly and, and the beggar on the cross, you know, they, they were real acts of mercy, do you know what I mean, they were real acts of mercy. Okay, so, the most common occurrences of the word occur when people beg to be healed. The first example is the Canaanite woman who begged for her daughter to be healed. She begged for her daughter to be healed. I'm just going to go to Matthew 15, 22. So the kind woman from the vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer the word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat their crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So if I, if I cry out to the Lord to be healed in my heart for something to show mercy on me, the Lord delivers. us. I've got to be obedient to that word. No. I just want to put a little example in. Over 20 years ago, right, I, I was sat, incarcerated, right, with a Bible in sol solitary confinement, right, smoking tobacco from a Bible. I, I didn't know the Lord. No, the Lord has showed mercy on me. The Lord had his hand on me. You know, I didn't even know it. You know, I believed in some type of God, should he say. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't God, but the God of the Holy Trinity. You know, and I came to London and, you know, the Lord put his hand on me. I got saved. So I'm just going to move it on to um, Matthew 17, 14, 15. A man fell at Jesus' feet and begged for mercy for his demon possessed son. The father explained that Christ's disciples could not exercise the demon and the man was desperate. I'm just going to read what it says, 14 and 15, I think it goes to 14, 18 now. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out the boy and he was healed from that moment. You know, and, and not all seizures in them days were demon possessed. They, they were seizures, but this boy was demon possessed. And Jesus healed the boy. So every example of mercy in the gospel occurs when someone begs Christ to heal them. They ask for mercy. Now only the Lord can give me mercy. I'm going to um, go to Luke 10, 
the story of the Good Samaritan because it's a great example of mercy. You know, there's, there's too many scriptures to go into around mercy, Jesus' mercy, but the Good Samaritan is an easy scripture to, to speak about, to explain that and to unpick it a little bit. So it's in Luke 10, 30-37. And it's the parable of the Good Samaritan. It starts in 25 actually, and it's, um, it starts with a, an expert in the law. He, he stood up to Jesus and he, he, was trying to, um, he was trying to mock him in a way, if you like. Do you know what I mean? Because this, this um, teacher was an expert in the Old Testament law. You know, and he, he's, he's, asked the, uh, he's asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You know, the path to heaven, most important question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? And this is how he answered, love the Lord with all... Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. Two most important commandments. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. And the story goes on. Goes on to, um, this is what the teacher in the, in the law was saying, but he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? In reply, Jesus said the man was going down to Jerusalem. He got he got assaulted basically. This man going down to Jerusalem. Good Samaritan took care of him. You know, Good Samaritan them days they were like vermin, if you like. They weren't appreciated. They weren't accepted. They weren't included. But it was the good it it was the Good Samaritan was saved. You know, he was took to an inn to take getting care of. You know, this person paid for. The innkeeper with two coins, probably a month's wages, stayed with him. So the, the inn was the church, if you like. It wasn't the church, but the inn was the church, you know. And he stayed with him, and he said, look after him. He said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of the Roberts? The experts in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told them, go and do likewise. So it was about forgiveness, it was about salvation, the story. So it's not a matter of giving someone some food, giving someone some money. Yet do that, them things are all good things, they're, they're worthy things to do for the Lord. So it's, it's about people being healed, you know, and examples in my own life. When I was incarcerated and I come out of that prison, do you know what someone's done for me? I don't even know if they were Christian. They housed me, they fed me, they gave me clothes, they wrapped up my wounds. You know, my liver was hanging out, I was yellow. You know, they, they took care of me properly. You know, and they put me on a path to be saved. Not then, but ten years later and, and to follow that through. You know, so, so mercy goes deep, you know, and, and this expert in the Lord, he, he was trying to mock Jesus, he was trying to belittle Jesus, you know, and it didn't, it didn't work. I just want to go to um, the story of um, the thief on the cross, and I, I tried to find out the names for the, th the thieves on the cross, I couldn't. 
there was some stuff what come up, but I'm, I'm not going to say the names because I, I couldn't find it biblically for these. So you've got, you've got Jesus getting crucified on the cross. That's the sign of redemption. The Lord is redemption in the middle. You've got the thief on the left is rebellion. And you've got the other thief on the right, which is repentance. Yeah, so... You know, we, we know the story, some of us know the story. I'm just going to um, get it up in Matthew 27. 27, where is it? 38. Okay, so it says two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left. Those who passed by hailed insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself, come down from the cross if you are the son of God. And, and the thief on the right said to Jesus, Will you take me into paradise with you? The Lord took him to paradise with him. There was no baptism. Jesus hadn't rose and come back. So there was no baptism. So the baptism is the public declaration that the Lord is my saviour. You know, he died for me on the cross. But there's a thing that with the repentance on the thief on the right, Jesus showed mercy to him. Because the terms of his testament after Christ's death. So when someone dies, we, we have a will. We have a testament. So when Jesus rose again, the terms of his testament after Christ's death, there's some things we need to do to be saved. We need to hear. We need to believe. We need to repent. We need to confess. We need to be baptised. And we need to live faithfully in the name of Jesus so in here, it, you know, we need to hear the word of God in Romans 10, 13, 14 and 17. Believe, Mark 16, 16. Repent, 2 Corinthians 7 to 10 and Acts 17, 30. And confess, Romans 10, 10, Acts 8, 3, 7. I'm baptised, you know. And when I got baptised in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and repented for my sins, my sins were washed clean. You know, and the Lord's mercy goes deep. You know, I don't even know how deep it goes. I really don't, because I can't really explain it. You know, it's at the moment, um, I'm the only one in my family who's been saved. The only one. Out of five girls, five lads. I like to say where my father is. Biblically speaking, I know where he went. My mother crucifix over the bed, crying out in the name of Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what God does to show his mercy. I wanna I wanna finish off. I'm gonna land now because I'm kind of drying up, but I wanna fi finish off with a, a real live example of mercy and I hope my my wife doesn't kinda of mind but I'm gonna share it because it's laid on my heart. So about um I think it was about Seven years ago, a friend of ours called Mark, you know, um, he said his um, ex-husband 
you know, and, and Mark, Mark was dying. And he lived with us for the last 30 days of his life. So like the Good Samaritan, we brought him home to our house. We nursed him, we bathed him, we fed him. He got sober, he got clean from substances. And he had to go to hospital because his body was failing, his liver was failing, his organs were failing. So he went to hospital, it's the right thing to do. Right. And here's how the Lord shows mercy, right? Do you know what his last words were an hour before he died? Tell me about Jesus, please. That's what he said. Tell me about Jesus, please. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if we've got any like nurses and or medical people, but it's like, you know when it begins with all the apotheosis first, and that calls you, you bleed and, and you die. He said, tell me about Jesus. Me and Sarah were able to tell him about Jesus. You know, we were able to pray for him, to minister to his heart. You know, and the Lord showed mercy to him. And he died, and, and we got home four o'clock in the morning, and, and I just thought, what was that we'd really done? You know, what happened there? I don't know. But I'll tell you what happened that morning. I heard a loud sound like I've never heard before in my life, thunder and lightning. So loud in the sky. And, and I didn't know, and I'm just quoting here, maybe Randolph and Paul can help me after I, I stepped down. There's a quote somewhere in Jeremiah that when something happens in God's name, I don't know what the scripture is, you'll hear loud sounds and noises, you know, and for the comforting thing what come to me was, you know what, Mark's in heaven, Jesus took mercy on his soul, and when his eyes shut, he went to heaven, and that's what comes to my heart, and I read the scripture, you know, years later, I can't find what it is, because I can't, can't remember stuff, but Jesus showed mercy to Mark and, and millions of other people, you know, and I was, um, I sat in that prison cell over 20 years ago. I did not know I was end up in Perryville. Perryville? Where's Perryville? Do you know what I mean? Did you get a bus there or something? Do you know what I mean? I, I did not know I'd end up in Perryville. And when I moved in with Sarah, who's now my wife, I'm glad to say, I looked out of our window and this building was a shell. And it was getting built up. And then they put a sign up, Alpha Course. I said to Sarah, should we do that Alpha Course? God's planted that in me, not me. I, I, I wasn't going to come to the Lord. We've done the Alpha Course and, and Paul, um, forgive me, Paul, Philip was pastor then and, you know, these different elders here. The church was a little bit different, you know what I mean? And we've done the Holy Spirit weekend and I got baptised in the Holy Spirit and I started speaking in tongues when I got got baptised and the Holy Spirit dwells in me and a real assurance I know I'm saved is because that perseverance of when I fall off and I sin and I repent, you know what the Lord does to me, come back to me, he pursues me, he pursues me, I don't pursue him, There's nothing good lives in me and I got born again, I was never going to come in here to come to church, you know. And it's, um, I got a ministry, I've been doing a ministry with my wife for um, well, a good few years now and the Lord leads me, leads me to people who need ministering to, you know, who need ministering to. You know, some people have gone off and found the Lord and done other stuff. You know, and I, I don't take no glory for anything good in my life, believe me, because 
nothing good grows in me and that is the truth. And I know I've been blessed with mercy, I've been healed, you know, I've been healed of stuff. I remember getting a scan on my liver. I got a scan on my liver, I got a test and the doctor said, oh, you've got hepatitis C. I said, what? I've been used drugs for like nearly 10 years at the time. And I was praying about it and I was praying about it. Got another test, no, you've got hepatitis C and I prayed about it. I said, Lord, heal me, heal me, Lord. And God's honest truth, I went to Elan Hospital, she had, the lady doctor had the um, folder open. She said, oh, uh, Mr. Kieran, it's, it, it's a medical mi miracle, there's nothing on your scans and I don't understand it. And I got healed of hepatitis C and I knew before I went to that hospital, the Lord said, Jimmy, there's good news waiting for you. Not in them words, but you know when you get a real feeling of intuition with the Holy Spirit to go that way or if you're speaking to go that way. Because I try and get led by the Holy Spirit. You know, try and get led by the Holy Spirit, not by me. You know, and, and I got healed of that, and I got healed of drug addiction. You know, and God shows mercy. And you know, since since I put substances down on the 20th of November 2001, it's how God has laid His mercy on me. Right? And his miracle. I've never had a conscious thought right, about taking a drink of alcohol or a drug since that day. You know, never. It's just never come to the forefront of my mind. And so the Lord's laid mercy on me. You know, I'm God's hands and feet. You know, I'm here to serve the Lord. You know, and you know, I know we're not saved through our works. We're saved by grace, which is a free gift from God. Salvation is a free gift. And I didn't know about stuff like my heart got regenerated. Do you know what I mean? From a heart of stone. It's fertile. My heart's fertile, do you know what I mean? I, I didn't know about predest, pre, being predestined. The Lord knew me in my mother's womb. I didn't know all these years later, you know what I mean? I, I'd be standing here trying to give a word what the Lord's given to me, mercy. You know, and I'm going to finish now. I'm going to put a question out to all of us, me included. Who will you show mercy to this week? Who will you show kindness to this week? Will you pray for people who upset you? Will you ask for their forgiveness? Will you repent of your sins? Because I have to. I have to repent of my sins when I fall short. Say, Lord, I repent. Change my heart. Change my mind. Because I, I, I can't do it. You know, I cannot do it. No, and um, on that note, thank you for allowing me to share today the word of God. Thank you very much. Thank you.